0: Don't worry, life happens. It's called
1: a Girl Glitch. What's up, Girl Glitch? It is Jazzy Lowe and Chris Simone. And we're back for another episode of Girl Glitch Podcast. Welcome. You know the
0: vibes.
1: So, last week we told you guys that we were going to New York... For our girl Felicia's 30th birthday. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we are here right now. <laughs> hey. So it took a lot to get this to actually happen. Because y'all we are literally. We've, we've walked around uh, Manhattan. We've been here there. We went out last night. So we are just like. We wanted to hold ourselves to bring you guys this podcast. So we got everybody to come into the living room for this. So And not only that. You and I are in the same state. Let's give a shout out for that. Right. Because she's usually uh, remote in Detroit while I'm in Houston. So this is real cool. And I'm happy that we're all here for this podcast. But first, first, can we say happy birthday to the birthday girl, Felicia, who is in, in the time home. for the birthday Happy, happy birthday, birthday. birthday. So, we're in a room full of um, some of her closest friends and family, and the girls have agreed to join us for the podcast. So, say hi, ladies. What oh, up, though? Okay. <laughs> okay, Detroit,
0: okay. Okay, Detroit. What out then. Great. Who did?
1: What up, though? The Beatles from the city. So, last week, we talked about 2019, and it's a perfect topic to kind of start with because Alicia is entering chapter 30, which could either be a new chapter or a completely new book. It's up to you. Um, But I want to just kind of start by going around the room and seeing what you ladies would say. If you were going to get an award for something from this year, what would it be? It could be something that you've grown from. It could be something you accomplished. But if you could get an award, this is the 2019 award ceremony (laughs) what is your award for okay we're gonna start with the birthday girl yes you're on the spot
2: so it can be anything it It can can be be anything what what are you
1: proud of yourself for
2: i would get an award for being authentic
1: okay Mm -hmm. so you feel like this year you were like the closest you have ever been if not dead Dead right on being your authentic self. My true self, 100%. That's amazing. Yes. Crystal?
0: Um, so for me, 2019, the majority of it was pretty rough just for different reasons. So I would give myself an award
1: for perseverance. Ah, okay. We're going around. What's your award, boo? What's your award? No, I go last. I go last. i say you next in line. <laughs> okay. If I was going to get an award... It would be an award on um, pushing myself out of my comfort zone.
0: Mine would be for The Purge. The Purge. <laughs> yeah. ridding myself of toxic people, situations, memories, relation to self. That is not fulfilling the calling over my life to be a light. In the Good.
1: World. I like that. That. Yeah. Here's your award. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: I think my award would be usually I'm pretty bad with like handling money and I feel like this year's is probably the best that I've been with managing money. So that would be what my award is for. That's
3: okay. Good. Okay. And uh I would say mine would probably mine would definitely be standing up for self. I think I got to a good point in my life within the last like year and a half um for standing up for myself like I was bullied my whole life so um this year I just realized it was time
1: good good and so I know last week I was just telling Crystal like I feel like 2019 was an odd year it's 19 but it was one that really forced you to like self-reflect and it's one of those weird years that's like hey something is weird with me Something's off balance I need to change you know it didn't for the majority of like friends and family that I've talked to and even some of the Girl Glitch listeners it wasn't just a year that flowed you know it didn't allow it you to like just keep doing the same thing. It crazy for everybody
0: like even a lot of my close circle people went through a lot of things lost games whatever but it was like a, a odd year for a lot of people
1: okay so with that being said we're not bringing half of this into, if any of this, into 2020. So, Felicia, What's what you up? looking forward to? What we doing in 2020? I'm
2: doing everything that I always do.
1: Everything I'm that she always not, do? Yeah,
2: I'm not one of those people who, like, look to the new year to, like, make these you, new <laughs> rules about, yeah, resolutions about what I'm going to do. I try to strive to do something great, like, all the time. 2020 is going to be great. I know it's going to be, like, better than... Years before, because that's just how
1: life is. But that's, that's my you dad. so you have that's a it. special baby though that you're nurturing next year, do you? Yeah, you do. What, what I want you to tell them about baby? it. I feel like you're holding out what's, on our girl what, glitches. What can you please <laughs> inform me? It involves yoga mats,
2: okay? <laughs> 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 yes, my name is Felicia Miss Brown Body Bending. Y'all can follow oh, me on. Yeah. Brown Body bending <laughs>
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> okay. let
0: me say I love that name it's so authentic it's so unique and I think so needed for the brown girls so and, I really want to see that take off
1: and, and what what, what exactly is it so tell um, everyone who's listening like what is okay okay it's look she's not her baby okay <laughs> so look while I'm trying to like okay I want to know because we haven't even really talked about it but Okay, well, we'll be on the lookout for that. You yes. guys go for follow me her. So. Okay, mm-hmm. Chris?
0: Um, I was just so overwhelmed by Brown Body Bending that, what's the question? <laughs> the question <laughs> is, what are you looking forward to next year? Oh, what am I looking forward to next year? I'm looking forward to being happy. So, physically, spiritually, mentally, whatever comes along with that, I just want it to make me happy. I'm getting back to me. I
1: like it. Mm-hmm. I like, like it. it. Okay. That's what's up. We're coming over here. What are you looking forward to next year? Now that you got done with your detox cleanse. I know my purge. <laughs> um,
0: I wanted to pick a P word, but I don't have one. So it's really just shining unapologetically. Like I have a lot of things that's been brewing, grinding in the dark and whatever but um like actually bringing those things to light and not just like oh these are the accomplishments that i have Mm -hmm. but like while i have these things i'm also shining a light on the not so great like ugly process of growing pain yeah
1: the process Um, because people
0: think like oh you look on your instagram timeline it's a bunch of people just flossing and just glowing and whatnot but like there was some struggle um or some story that's hidden and what you see on the surface, yeah. so it's really revealing the underneath. Um, it's something that I look forward to doing, and not just for the sake of like other people being my motivation for being transparent, but really me being real with myself. Because I feel like you can't keep it real with yourself, you can't keep it real with nobody.
1: Yeah. So that's what I'm walking in through. How how important do you think that maybe taking a break from social media is? in purging or cleansing or getting prepared for like just getting rid of stuff do you think it's important
0: it depends on what you mean by break I actually took a break for a whole entire year some my people thought I was pregnant but <laughs> I was <laughs> impregnated <laughs> in with reverse. a lot of visions and gifts yeah. right that I needed to like nurture and develop behind closed doors yeah um that was back in 2017 and what came out of that was my book that I published but now, like, you really need to figure out what is some unhealthy relationships that you have with things, people, places, situations, circumstances, your past, or whatever. And is that going to help you grow or is it going to stunt your growth? So, like, if social media is an alter in your life where you're obsessed with it mm-hmm. in an unhealthy way, um, detach yourself from logging in. Detach yourself by just getting rid of your yeah. application account or whatever. Or you release yourself from the people pages or whatever that is not serving your greater good. Um so you could purge like completely from the app or you just delete things that aren't serving like your higher being um okay. by yeah, unfollowing yeah. like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Jazz. 2020 something I'm looking
1: forward
0: to
1: yes mm-hmm. something right. you are looking forward to in 2020
0: i guess just generally i'm looking um forward to just new things happening in 2020 i feel like next year's just going to be a lot of transitions for me yeah so just being able to be ready spiritually mentally physically um just being open to the idea of change uh something that i'm looking forward to and whatever happens next
3: year
1: yes I love
3: it I think uh definitely walking in wellness and purpose uh, what it means to be holistically well um all the things God is like manifesting for me the visions that he's been giving me and it's all starting now but I think that it's going to be a full um transformation by next year um uh, because God's just been giving me a lot and it's a lot of like it's a lot of wisdom that I didn't think I was ready for, but it's like, who am I to say
1: exactly. <laughs> you know, when right. I'm ready
3: for something? So I think that that's what I'm looking forward to seeing, just like what he's trying to do. Good. And I think
1: that's important to just be open to receiving the positive. Because mm-hmm. honestly, sometimes we're so like wrapped up in everything that didn't go right or wrapped up in like preparing for a journey that we're not actually open to receiving everything that is welcome to us. Yeah. All right. So for me, um, 2020, I'm just looking forward to not only going with the flow, but um, just getting back to doing me, being me, um, leaning on being my own best friend. I oftentimes am like a super multitasker. Like I go hard at work. I go hard at home, mommy mode. But just like really honing in on how I feel about things and um, listening to myself more. Um, and just allowing, you know, not, not everything to be a calendar reminder in my phone, but just to go, go with the flow and welcome some adventure. Yeah. Good. Yeah.
0: Okay, good. Chris.
1: So I don't know how many of you noticed, I keep mentioning this. I feel like I'm helping your, um, your network on Twitter. Yeah, I <laughs> so, so Chris I is like I got this whole
0: secret life on Twitter. I'm like, not on right Twitter,
1: now. but I, I know, know that I know that whatever you're putting out there, people are retweeting you. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: listen, shout out to BT, shout out to the cast of Bigger. Like, what are you
1: retweeting? Listen, follow me. We'll talk about it later. We'll <laughs> talk about it later. So, so what is the chatter on Twitter? Okay, so, so um, for those who are not familiar
0: with the story, rapper TI went on a podcast, and I don't know what show he went on. He went on a show and discussed how he, every year on his 18th, on his daughter's 18th birthday, where she year just her, turned 18. Every
1: year since, every year since her, before on her. her birthday,
0: every okay, year. Yeah, there we go. Okay, <laughs> she just turned 18, but every year on her birthday, he goes to the gynecologist with her to verify that her hymen is still in check, basically making sure that she is not sexually active. He... Gets some kind of he, sign, with he signs off on of some kind of paperwork with the doctor to make sure that she's not active. Um, so it's this huge thing. And I want to hear from you guys, you know, how you feel about that. What, what do you think? Let's start with the birthday girl. What do you think about that?
2: I think that he is definitely overstepping his boundaries. I mean, as a parent, I understand you want to be overprotective. You want to know what's going on with your child. But all you have to do is communicate. Yeah. And outside of being a daughter she is a human yeah and she has the right to do whatever she wants to do but even so the the hymen has
1: nothing to do with. right i would question (laughs) how um how comfortable she's actually feeling like discussing stuff with her doctor that may be going on outside of that like i'm not i may not want to talk about like different um I don't know, things that are happening down there was, uh, that could be attributed to what yeah. I'm eating or the type of things that I'm wearing, soaps, all that in right. front of him. And it got absolutely nothing to do with whether I'm sexually active or not, but just She's some of the, the things transfer. of, like, just being a woman. Exactly. Um, and I'll also question, like, is that, I know her mom is really active. Is that is that, like, something that also, like, does he go every year? Does he rely on mom to go, too? I mean, I think it's great that he is um concerned about her wellness but I would I would question whether he's actually empowering her to be comfortable and to being um responsible with her sex life too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you ladies think?
0: Or perpetuating misogyny exactly.
3: and terror on
0: women's bodies mm-hmm. regardless of their age. Yeah. Yeah. I am with it obviously.
2: That's definitely controlling behavior.
0: I think that what he's doing is not facilitating a trusting relationship between his daughter and himself, um, because it's like, well, I'm going to have to do this anyway. So, and you already know what I may or may not be doing, so I don't feel like I should be able to tell you, have to tell you anything else because you're so invasive in this area. Um, I also think that just because she May not be having sexual like intercourse as far as like maybe vaginal intercourse. That doesn't mean she's not doing anything else. Mm-hmm. So it's like you cannot control anything, everything that she's doing. So I don't know. Just he's too old for that, and I just, I feel bad because I feel like a lot of black men look up to him too, and it's also helping to continue the stereotype. Um, and just the idea that men should, con- should control women's sexuality.
3: Yeah, I personally thought the Hymen debate was smashed like 10, 15 years ago, but obviously not um, with dads or just parents in general thinking that it means something when it really doesn't. A um, broken Hymen. Um, but I saw a video, I can't remember who it was by, it was well, somebody that's on Instagram. And they were talking about like the value of a father being able to interact with their daughter. Right. Mm -hmm. And talk Mm -hmm. to them about their bodies and be able to actually take them to the doctor, uh, which I agree with if it was facilitated properly and not going as to send her there to figure something out. Right. right. Like if it was said to be like, hey, you're 16 now if you know you're sexually active or even if you're not, you need to be going to get your checkups, right? You need to be going to get a yearly. If he was a dad who was informed in that way and not condemning, I think that would be beautiful. But you don't see that often. Most of the time it's kind of scary, right? Like if you have a dad that's like supposed to be uh, motivating you to go to the doctor, most of the time it's probably freaking them out when in fact it shouldn't be. They should be like, hey, are you making your appointments? I can make it for you. Like, I, especially if they're not an adult yet. You I know? love that
0: you said that because he said that he places a sticky note on her window and said the day after her birthday, gyno tomorrow. So it's like a thing of a fear, like you mm-hmm. said. And right. That, you know, I'm concerned. And he could very well be concerned, but how it came off and how it is just like at the end of the day. So if you go in there and the hymen is broken or you find mm-hmm. out that she's having sex. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a natural part of life. Yes, you want your kids to wait. Yes, you want the best for them. But if they go and make decisions at the end of the day, that is a decision that she's making with her life and her body. One that we all had to make.
3: So Mm -hmm. it it
0: happened.
3: And it goes back to education, right? Because we had the same situations growing up where a lot of parents, like especially me and my friends, our parents just often, when they found out we were having sex, if it wasn't an easy conversation, it was like, oh, my God. I'm taking you to the doctor now. Or the conversation, or they completely ignored it. Right, or they ignored it. And it's like that education about sex (laughs) needs to, like, I feel like this generation now is kind of like, it's changing. Like, I can see more millennials now who are having kids. And they are like, okay, I'm going to do this differently. Or, oh, this is the kind of conversation I hope to facilitate. But it's like, we got to keep talking because everybody's not going to know how. There's no handbook for this stuff. You know, right. so it's like we right. gotta keep talking about it to figure out ways to be productive. And I
0: feel bad for her; she ended up having to take like turn her comment section off because creeps were in her comments. Like, yeah. oh, let me get your virginity; I'll pay you for it. And no. that is like wow. that's not that's okay. So whether he had a pro- uh, maybe he was trying to do the right thing or trying to whatever, it just was a it didn't come off good.
1: Well, and, you know, so something that we promote here on our podcast is you sh- you only share what you're comfortable putting out there. And I would I'm say that sure is that actually something that he had to, to address I mean, or like, you know, there's so many other um, things about parenting that he could have talked about I'm that sweet. wouldn't embarrass her. Um, but, you know, I can just imagine that as a young woman walking around camp i mean she's in college right yeah she's yeah that's something that like you don't that that could be so embarrassing and i just Mm -hmm. as much thought and effort that he's given to making these appointments and going like why not have that same thought and effort of not embarrassing the crap out of your daughter right
0: because imagine already being the daughter of a superstar having Mm -hmm. your life held to test because she's really a beautiful girl and Mm -hmm. so she's starting to dress you know become a woman and people are always on her for how she looks now it's this thing oh i'm a
1: bird you know it's
0: just like it's a lot
1: yeah i
0: kind of think we're sidetracked a little bit um with focusing so much solely on ti and this being about sex um outright when really the center of all of this is about women's bodies, like mm-hmm. girls' bodies, the female body, um, an embodiment of womanness or whatever. Like, we're asking, are we concerned about his predatory behaviors as opposed to them actually being like traumatizing practices mm-hmm. for no, women really who experience terror on their bodies yeah. time and time again. And I come from like um, I wasn't having sex at all, and had I got my period when I was nine years old, right? Um, and if we associate period with childbearing against this sex role to procreate, um, we take away the essence of like the growth and development of a girl into different stages and all that stuff by hyper like womanizing or adultifying little girl's bodies and so are we really arguing about like him protecting his ego about her virginity and her hymen being broken because her hymen is a body part not even a body part it's an element of something that is involved that's in your body but it has nothing to do with sex why are we sexualizing like this body part right that's what bothers me but at nine years old i had a lot of like Problems, still got problems with my period but um i was hospitalized for it at one point in um middle school high school and on one occasion where i was at the hospital the doctor um very traumatizing experience but the doctor was like well we're gonna check your hymen
1: yeah we're gonna give you a pap
0: smear never had a pap Mm -hmm. smear never knew what it was Mm -hmm. never got sat down and talked about like what that means um so here i am like forced my legs are open i wasn't even asked if it's okay for this to happen right mm-hmm. and he goes through the procedure he tells my mom to leave she comes back and he's like okay well i need your mom to leave again and he was like i need you to tell me like are you having sex i'm like no i'm a virgin <laughs> like i've yeah. never had sex before and he was like you're lying your hymen is broken I was a cheerleader. He told I you did gymnastics. you were lying. He told me oh I God. was God. lying. He was so like, long. your panic attacks and all of this extra stuff that you're doing around your period, like, it's too much and it's better not be about a boy. Wow. This is what was told to me. Yeah. I'm traumatized. I'm in pain. At, I'm now, crying. I'm old. in a hospital. Yeah. Like, and I'm you're a, a child. Yeah. Um, And my hymen is the focal point of your assumptions as a man that's supposed to be in a very, you have a lot of power as a doctor. Right. And I'm a patient. Yeah. I know I've learned to be conditioned to be subservient to your doctorhood. Uh-huh. Right. And your expertise. But here you are taking advantage of me. And it wasn't until therapy recently that my therapist was like, that's an act of sexual assault. It is. He forced me to have, didn't get my mom's consent. Forced May me her to leave get a, and you're a child. Smear. Yeah. Then came back and you terrorized me, talking about Oh, your hymen is, like, compromised, so you must be lying about your virginity. Yeah. Why would I lie about my virginity, first of all, in the doctor's office? And secondly, what does my hymen have to do with sex? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Who in their right mind equated these things to be together? Um, that's what pisses me off about all of this. And then second, at what point do women, at regardless of whatever age we are get to have ownership and autonomy over our bodies yeah period we don't don't. it's subject to the law look at alabama talking about like planned parenthood and abortions being a felony for like murder are you kidding me yeah are you kidding me
1: we're not police men's genitals. <laughs> no, right. Oh We're not t- talking about virginity of men. Nor are we talking about if he makes regular doctor's appointments for his sons and cares if they're sexually active either. What that even relates to or means for them. Uh-huh. So I agree.
0: Yeah. Ladies. Sorry. To take up space <laughs> no that's
1: good space you took up regardless I think um, you know it's important for just us as women to say um, you know put it out there especially for the ladies you know don't don't attack his daughter anything like that or any other woman when it comes to um, de- decisions and experience that she's having when it comes to her body
0: absolutely because decisions about my body is really nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Period. I mean, we shouldn't be so concerned about what anybody is doing with their body or what they want to do. It's it's your
1: decision on what you're doing. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna move on from from Ti and his family, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and we're gonna go to something we often talk about on the podcast, which is relationships. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, do you or do you not? think that you should live with someone before you marry them? Uh Uh-oh, I heard some air. (laughs) Deep sigh.
0: Do we or do we not? I'm
3: sorry. This debate is always just so... It turns into a debate with people sometimes because different people are coming from different perspectives. I feel like I've heard the super religious perspective of Uh this from other generations or even like my generation of people who are also still, you know, have religious practices that yes. aren't aligned with living with someone before marriage. But then other people moral you know, personal morals and whatever. Um, for me, I would say I'm split only because on the one hand, I understand that I would need to see a lot of things from somebody, especially how they live before I commit to living my entire life with them. Right. <laughs> um But then the other half of me is, yeah, I mean, I'm, i talk about this all the time. I'm very split down the middle when it comes to, like, my, I'm liberal, but also I'm still, I still have some traditional things about me that I haven't kicked. And, like, for me, um, I don't know, just the idea of, like, living with my husband before I'm married to him. I don't know. It's, it's like, a little itty-bitty part. So it's not really split. I feel like it's, like, 30% of me that's, like,
1: man, what, by,
3: right, like, what, or should I change some things, you know, that I'm doing, right, like, offering up, you know, the cooking or the cleaning and doing all these other things, should I still not offer up all of these things, because uh, what the, what is the transition going to be like from being girlfriend, girlfriend or courtship to fiancé to, to, fiance to really marriage? That is interesting, yeah. Like, doing, like, this idea of, and I used to think of it as condemning when people would be like, you're doing wife things for your boyfriend, but right. it's like, I think about that for myself because I know I'm so giving already mm-hmm. that it's like, what else would I leave for the imagination one? And also what else would I leave for just like building up as a life? Okay. Like what would I, I allow like God at. to build me yeah. up to be, you know, and, and like, mm-hmm. how do I make myself not feel limited if I already live with somebody? Cause I know I would feel like, dang, I'm not cooking every day. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing me. Like I'm not being me and like the kind of woman I want to be. Right. But so it's you're like, why would I make your meal prep and do this? and I ain't your wife yet <laughs> you know so just working through that stuff is what I've been thinking about when it comes to living with somebody do
1: you think some of that balance would depend on if he's holding out on doing hubby, hubby things too Probably like what would. if he's like well I'm doing everything you can expect me to do mm. then what if meal prepping is his thing and he he already <laughs> head, took care of Monday right. through Friday and he's mm-hmm. like you just do the weekend right <laughs> and
3: that's you know that's, I would be hopeful that we would be you know, contributing things um, to our to our standards. Right, yeah. yeah, to our standard, because everyone has their own standards of what their relationships look like. Absolutely, like as far as the gender roles, if there's roles at all, any neutrality, all right. those things are different amongst different people. And I think that also is what plays into the whole living with people, yeah, for on my end. Okay, that's good. I like what you said about the
1: gender roles,
0: because the last guy that I was dating, he was the cooker. I I don't see do that. Don't yeah. You don't care? <laughs> <laughs> don't, and that was, I mean, it was—it worked because he didn't mind. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was in a situation with a man that was like, oh, I need a steak. Mm-hmm. You're hit me up for the crock pot <laughs> Then I'm going to have to get the slow cooker. <laughs> but, you know, so <laughs> whatever works for you. But I grew up a very religious child and a family like that. So it mm-hmm. was always, don't shack up with a man. Don't shack, but mm-hmm. now as a grown man evolved woman mm-hmm. with my own viewpoint on life would i move in with a man it just depends i mean right. first of all i need a ring i'm not moving in with you without one that's mm-hmm. just number that's me i'm speaking it for mm-hmm. me for so. if you give me a ring then okay i can go there with you but I, the ring for me is a symbol that we're taking our lives to the next level together
3: mm-hmm.
0: um but prior to that that would be enough for me so that's that's my opinion I have to agree with you. I've been thinking about that, too. I would feel comfortable living with a man if we were engaged. Um, Just because I feel like there's some kind of commitment. And not just off the jump, okay, you propose to me one day. And the very next day, all right, let's move in together. Yeah. Like, and then yeah we some time. preparation there. Yes. And not to some, say that yeah. your engagement can't fill and then I got to move back Oh my mom. But I'm just, saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that for me, that, that mm-hmm. lets me know, like, okay, totally. you're serious about us. So. Yes. Yeah. I have to agree with that. And also, I've been single for a long time. And so I like my space, my way. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. I think that's also, too, something that's pulling me back from living with someone is, like, I am very introverted. I like my own space, and I feel like even when I do live with someone, it needs to be an extra bedroom just in case I don't feel mm-hmm. like being <laughs> bothered. So yeah. Funny. Okay. I so was gonna great. say
3: if I have a if I move in with someone, I, I would I want to say need a ring, but if I if we move in together, we need space because I want to have a she and you need to have a man cave, so we can have our time. <laughs> I a she like shit yeah. yeah. I feel like y'all living in a
0: utopia. Wait, hold on. Wait, let oh. me let me go. Before.
2: Mari goes Bye, Mari, girl. But, Yeah because yeah. I, don't okay. I have to go agree. before her and you'll understand why. Okay. <laughs> um but I've never lived with a guy, right? And similar to Crystal, I my parents were telling me like, you know, that was something that you shouldn't do. But I don't now I'm like, I would love to live with a man. And I don't have to have a ring. And I don't have to be engaged. Mm-hmm. Like, I would want to just have that experience to share that time and that space with another person that I love and enjoy and want to be around. And if we end up not being together, then that's life. Mm-hmm. But if we make that decision to be together and mm-hmm. to live together and to grow and see what, can, what it can be, then I'll be fully open to that. I wouldn't put restrictions on myself. That's good. Because yeah, That's
0: what works for you. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> I currently live with my man, and we are getting a new house together. Shout
1: out, house. We shout out,
0: out man. <laughs> okay. It's real grown up. <laughs> I but formerly, I had roommates that were accidental from men that were manipulative.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: one day I popped up, it went from, hey, I want to. Come over to you're over here every day to like you're eating all the things that are in my closet. <laughs> <all> <laughs> and you're not contributing no coin to mm. my bills right. and then that transitioned into I wake up and there's buckets of clothes in my closets
2: he sneak moved
0: in yeah oh. like oh. very disrespectful oh um uh-uh. but. I think sometimes, I, I used to get so wrapped up in the narrative of marriage and all of the steps, right? Being conditioned mm-hmm. for church. There's order and decency in everything. I think there's order and decency in every decision. Not necessarily mm-hmm. everything, like phases and all this other stuff of how relationships and our connection to others kind of plays itself out. Like, so I didn't have a problem moving in with my boyfriend currently. Like, we knew marriage was it like we're us but even if that wasn't there we spend so much time with each other it made no sense practically mm. like to be spending a thousand dollars plus in a space where i'm trying to save and build more and he supports that with me um being yeah. in school or whatever that i'm doing like he rocks with that. He also understands, like, we're moving in this direction together. So, in moving in that direction together, it's okay for us to be now. And I don't believe in, like, oh, I'm testing the horse or the, the cow. the, cow, is the analogy yes. before we get the milk yeah, or whatever. <laughs> Stupid! <laughs> People change and evolve. And as you're developing a relationship in a bar with a man or anybody, like, did you date your roommate in college oh before gross. you had sign a lease no so why are we putting so much pressure on intimate um partner relationships and how we do life together like this is just an aspect of us doing life together there's so much more than just entrusting my signature on a lease it's not in your hands it's in our hands like we both have responsibility for that and it just don't work like we were saying I can peacefully bow out. Like, I have so much respect my man because he was like, yo, I want to make sure whatever place we move into that I can afford it on my own in case this doesn't work. Like, I want to be able to carry that. And that's so the I'm name. not burdened by it. Same thing with friends I don't mm. want talk about pre and all that stuff. That's another conversation for another day. Okay. <laughs> but just like, okay, like, the practicality, like, gets rid of the butterflies of, like, love and what love does in like, relational context when you lead in towards marriage. Like, we're ridding ourselves of those narratives
1: and creating our own. So oh, okay. I like it. it. I like it. Okay. Anybody else? No. We all answer? Yeah. Okay. Okay, ladies. So, um, okay. Okay, so, before we get out of here, I want you all, because I am surrounded right now amongst a bunch of very beautiful black women, I want you to name one thing you love most about being a black woman.
2: Ooh. One, only one? Just one, because oh, we got to go. many. so many. <laughs> I, so I don't know if I can do that. I'm sorry.
1: Okay, we're going to come back when you have your one. Your, it don't have to be your okay. top one. Or okay. any, it's just your one. My <laughs> thing. My okay,
0: thing. Chris? One thing I love about being a black woman are my
3: features. Okay. Resiliency, honestly. I just
0: think how the, I don't want really to go off on the songwrites, but our <laughs> culture, just as Black women, is very unique to our experience. Yeah. Um, especially just throughout history, all the things that we've been through. Um, so just our culture and who we are and the essence of who we are. Okay. Essence is such a great word. It is. Um, For me, uh, it's not a word, but it's like a saying. How we're often imitated. Mm. But you can never be a carbon copy of a she like me. (laughs) Yeah. Period. Love it. Um, With your cornrows and whatever else you try to do with your nails and your butt injects and all that stuff. I don't have to work for the aesthetic features, but I also don't have to work for the soul. Like, the soul of a black woman is so beautiful and radiant, so much so that people try to suppress it going back through history, all these measures that have been taken to diminish us from being the essence of who we are. So if you got to go through all of that to try to, like, stifle our shine, there's something there. There's something there. So that's,
1: that's that for me. Birthday girl, you got your one thing? Intuition. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alright. So, I want to thank you ladies. I know Crystal wants to thank you too for yes, sitting ladies. in on an episode of Girl Glitch Podcast. Breathe! <sighs> it wasn't that bad, right? It was all right. <laughs> <my> <laughs> thank you <y'all>. <laughs> for being part of it. Good, good. We are so happy that you guys joined us. Um, you know, Crystal and I have discussed just bringing people on board for our conversations more often than not you know I love just welcoming new perspectives new voices to the conversation so we want to just you know shed love and thank you for supporting our podcast and, and joining us today but we are going to get back to being in NYC live and in flesh and so before we leave Y'all might want to turn down the volume on your car, speaker, whatever (laughs) y'all doing, because we are about to give it up for the birthday, girl. On the count of three, we're going to say happy birthday. Y'all ready? One, two, nine, seven, three.
3: Happy Happy birthday.
1: birthday! don't worry life happens it's called a girl glitch bye